When I was growing up, I was always told that I was too much to handle. I was too loud, too opinionated, too demanding, just plain too much. Now, as an adult, I celebrate these qualities within myself and within the women I know. This is a call to action. This is a space to own your too muchness. This is too much to handle. Cranston, the host of Too Much to Handle. And today I am with Emily Morse, who is a doctor of human sexuality, a sex and relationship expert, the host of the Sex with Emily podcast, and my friend. We are chatting about sex, obviously, but specifically we are getting into sexual hangups, whether it be with a partner or yourself and how you can overcome these and enjoy yourself more in the bedroom or wherever else you like to get freaky. But before we get to that and so much more, I want to give a shout out to the reviewer of the week, JK, Panda, Panda, Panda. I love that. And they said, absolutely loved following you on TYT and love the fact that you have taken the leap on your own to address issues near and dear to you. Keep it going. Oh, thank you so much for following me uh, over here. It has been quite the journey and I am so, so happy with this new uh, platform and new way of interacting with you guys um, and issues and talking about issues that I truly care about and that I want to share with you like, listen for this transition, <laughs> sexual hangups and how we can enjoy ourselves more in the bedroom. So I'm excited to introduce you guys to Emily Moore. She's been on the show before. Obviously, you know her from her own podcast, Sex with Emily. Hi. Hi, Hannah. How are you? I'm just smiling here because I just like the your reviewer said, panda, panda, panda. <laughs> I feel like he does. I'm just, I love that you've taken this platform and started your podcast and it's doing so well and you just keep doing you oh, and you. you're, you're doing such great work and I just love watching you shine and rise into who you truly are with everything you do. Thank you, That's Emily. That, that, I mean, that means a lot. I have just admired your work for so long. You guys don't know this, but I, I don't know if you know this. I, now I'm going to like, you know, reveal myself as a creep, yeah. but I used to watch you on your Bravo show. Like, oh, you I, did? like back 2012. in 2012. Yeah. Yeah. And then I just kind of like knew who you were and had listened to your podcast before and then reached out to get you on my old yeah. YouTube show. Right. And that's when our, Love that's when we love fest grow yeah, yeah like we love each other i'm like this is one podcast i'm excited to do for oh, real i love that i feel the same way and i'm really excited about this episode because i think you can help a lot of people yeah let's do it let's help people so what are common hang-ups because everybody has hang-ups when it comes to sex you know hang-up is just an interesting way of putting it i mean i think that we all have hang-ups when it comes to sex in the sense of we we don't have a lot of information when it comes mm. to sex. We don't really know what's what's normal, what we should be doing. We have no like place to go to understand if we're actually doing it right. So our hangups like cross the gamut. We are all insecure about so many things. So I think our hangups are I mean, it's such an interesting word. Like, I think our hangups are our challenges are we're not asking. We don't know what we really want in bed mm. and or we don't know how to ask for it. Mm -hmm. And I think we silently suffer through bad sex because it all goes back to communication and it's communicating with ourselves and our partner. So I think those are our, our hangups are that yeah. we're not 
Like, yeah, ask me more specifically because I know you said hangups, but what? Yeah, no. So I, I think that's that's a that's a big one, right? What people not knowing necessarily what you actually want, um, not being able to talk about it, and I also think maybe there's a chance that you feel like what you like is weird. Well, right. We're so afraid of freaky. Being, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's our hangups. We are so afraid. The reason why we don't talk about it is we are so terrified that if we bring up some freaky thing that we judge as freaky, mm-hmm. like, so you want to be spanked, so what? Yeah. You want to talk dirty? Not freaky, not weird, but you think it is. Mm-hmm. We're so afraid of being judged and of, of being shamed or blamed or ridiculed that we just stay silent and we don't bring it up. So mm-hmm. we literally don't even talk about it. So we create all these hangups about yeah. things we want. We think people are going to judge us and we're afraid. Yeah, I think being... Feeling judged is also another big one. I know for for women especially, and for men too, I think body appearance and being worried about like having the lights on during yep. sex can be something. Or for women, odor down there. Oh, hygiene. Labia yeah, okay, we're talking about all of our insecurities then. There. I'm trying to get to hair yeah. down there. Insecurities that we're doing it wrong. Body image is a big thing. So here's, here's the good news about it. A lot of our hangups around sex are going on in our mind. We're mm-hmm. having like psychological problems in the bedroom, out of the bedroom that's deflating our confidence and not actually allowing us to be fully present for the sexual experience when we're with a partner. So mm-hmm. to talk about body image, we're so concerned about, you know, we want to turn the lights off, what our partner thinks, you know, is he going to notice that like, you know, my left boob's bigger than my right or that the men are worried about penis size and all the things. And so as a result of those hangups, when we're in the bedroom, if we are, our mind is in our head the blood is racing to our head away Mm -hmm. from our genitals and so so that's why we're not turned on and these hang-ups just keep us from um you know having the sex we deserve yeah and i think especially when it comes to like where your head's at especially for women i think that's another one too because i think i think men have hang-ups about coming too quickly and i think Mm -hmm. women have hang-ups about coming too slowly and then we're both stressing about like what time you're I mean obviously this is very heteronormative yeah yeah know. it is hetero I always have to I clarify I but this actually bad. goes yeah. for, everybody. for everybody it's more of like yeah. a masculine whoever is in the masculine energy in the relationship who carries the masculine energy or the feminine right. so that's in same sex relationships or whatever gender I mean it's there is a masculine because you we need all have a, masculine you need, and feminine yeah in but in yeah. the bedroom is when the polarity of the masculine and feminine matters no matter who's bringing it mm-hmm. so usually there there can't be two feminine energies in the bedroom there can be two women in the bedroom yeah but the energy mm. of someone dumb someone leading someone following is so when you talk yeah. about sex it kind of you can kind of figure out what we're talking about here it kind of applies to everybody that we are sort of cock blocking ourselves in the bedroom because we're so freaking concerned about everything else yeah and not actually connecting with our partner yeah I think that's I mean especially when it comes to orgasming I mean oh yeah let's yeah let's I mean break it down because I know men I mean that's something that we talk a lot about in media is men coming too quickly mm-hmm. right or or them being concerned about that but another aspect that we don't talk about as much in media is women who are concerned that they're taking too long whereas like roughly 75 percent of women can't orgasm through penetrative sex exactly and this is crazy and I'd love you to talk on this but like I read a study that 10 to 15 percent of women can't orgasm at all yeah if you guys follow me on Instagram you know that I have a new job that has me traveling a lot all around the country and working my little butt off I was so excited when I got home from all my travels to find my FabFitFun post-spring editor's box. 
It had all of the amazing things I needed to feel better with and more at home with. So they had this great renewing eye cream from Murad, which let me just tell you, with all the lack of sleep and travel, I needed some brightening, some depuffing, some getting rid of baggage magic, and this was just the trick. It also had a Tarte H2O lotion, which I am currently obsessed with, and these Diff Cruise sunglasses. So just in case I forget the eye cream that day, I can cover up the baggage that way. I am so in love with my box and I was enjoying all of the different gifts that FabFitFun sent me. And then I realized that I had forgotten through all of my travels and all of my work to get my mom a Mother's Day gift. And that's when the light bulb went off. Obviously, she needs one of these too. Why would I get her flowers when I could give her a box with full-size beauty, fashion, home, fitness, and wellness products for just $49.99 a box. It totally takes the guesswork out of gift-giving because there are so many different options to have that she'll be happy no matter what. It's a gift that your mom is guaranteed to love. It's basically 12 gifts for the price of one. So major win for you and major win for mom. Every box is guaranteed to have over $200 plus in retail value. So this is your one-way ticket to becoming mom's favorite kid. You heard it from me first, guys. This is it. This is what you need. So sign up for FabFitFun today. These boxes always sell out, so you need to do it now. Use my code TOOMUCH to get $10 off your first box. Go to fabfitfun.com to sign up and start getting the box for a life well lived. Use promo code too much to get $10 off your first box. That's over $200 for only $39.99. What a steal. Go to fabfitfun.com and use my code too much to get $10 off your first FabFitFun box today. Well, they have their their pre orgasmic. I like to say they have mm. not orgasmed yet. Mm, okay. So only eighty. So seventy five percent. Only seventy five percent of women. Seventy five percent of women cannot orgasm in during intercourse during mm-hmm. penetration, mm-hmm. and and that that's lead means that this. But the problem is, it's society. What we see in the media and television mm-hmm. growing up is you see two people fall into bed and there's these explosive orgasms. Penis goes in vagina, and oh my god! And that's just how it happens. Like yeah. women require clitoral stimulation, so women are not orgasming as quickly or even at all during intercourse because of this false notion that that's how it's supposed to happen. And any other kind of orgasm for a woman, woman is somehow inferior when in fact. Studies have shown that women who have, if you use fingers, you use your mouth, or you kiss, Mm -hmm. uh, um, fingers, mouth, um, fingers anyway, or kissing, are the tickets to women orgasming much quicker, much more more, often, Mm -hmm. um, frequent orgasms. So there is an orgasm gap is what you're talking about. So women take a lot longer to orgasm. And as a result of that, we feel bad. Mm -hmm. We sit there in the bedroom going, okay, I'm taking too long, so I'm going to fake it. Or we don't ask for like, you know what, actually foreplay is not just some like light suggestion. It's actually a requirement. Like 
We require it. It's not just like, hey, you know what? A little foreplay might be nice. No, we have we, an extra minute. We are not turned on. We are like not even awake when your partner walks in and he's all ready to go. And we're like, I didn't even see you come in the door. Like women are slow cookers. Men are frying pans. Women need to be warmed up. So we're not having. And then we feel bad about that because nobody understands yeah. this. Yeah. So And then when you watch TV or movies yeah. or you watch porn. It look, you have a completely different perception of what sex is supposed to look like or feel like for you. And you feel bad because maybe it's taking time and you're worried about that. Or you don't want to hurt your partner's feelings because exactly. you don't want them to feel like they're not good at what they're doing. Even though if they did the exact same thing just for 10 minutes longer. 10 minutes longer. Then well, you'd be chilling. You'd be fine. But yeah. when you go right in for it and you're ripping your pants off and you're like, what happened to the kissing? <laughs> Can you touch my breast? I thought you were into that. And then you go right to, the, we're like, no, I'm closed for business. But if you slow everything down, like mm -hmm. my top sex advice is to slow everything down. Like go yeah. five times slower. That's it. Just, and breathe. And that's how it's going to happen. But since we are uninformed mm -hmm. about the way the genitalia works, the way arousal works, we just keep having disappointing experiences but if we could tell our partner hey let's slow it down and i need a little bit 10 more minutes we'll be good to go yeah so let's go through these because i yes. love this let's go through these one by one and talk about how we can sort of like get over some of them so i think for this one coming too quickly coming too slowly one informing yourself you know not only we talk about men or women because it's most mm. women don't come too. No, no, they no. have I think, but for yeah, men for men so, coming too quickly women okay. coming too slowly right um or just, you know, being concerned about the timing of your coming in general. Right. Um, but I think being more informed, like you're talking about, with, okay, what, how does my anatomy work? Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm all about, sex ed. Understand your body. Understand, you know, that's why I have the podcast. I mean, I really yeah. think that that's, seek out, get some good books, listen to, I mean, figure out how, how it works. But for most men and women, I can just tell you there is a orgasm gap. It is men orgasm in about eight to 12 minutes typically. Mm. And women take about 20 to 40 minutes. Yeah. So figure, like if just know that math, like start there and saying, okay, well, what does that mean? Like that means that we need a little bit of warm up time. That means, you know, that, and, and then for, so we talked about that for women. So it means that Foreplay can start after the last orgasm, though. Like, you could not see your partner for a week, but if you guys are, you know, our brain's also the largest sex organ, so sending sexy texts, you're thinking about what's going to happen next. You can kind of build towards that, and that can help with the foreplay, and then when you get together, you do a little, you know, playing yeah. around and leading up to it. But with men who have penis challenges, which mm -hmm. is typically coming too fast, mm -hmm. or, not, or coming, some men actually have delayed ejaculation, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. they can't, it takes them... 30 minutes to an hour to ejaculate every mm -hmm. time. That is a challenge as well. And I think what happens though, but the good news is for men and for women is the, most of the challenges that people have around sex is in their brain. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. if you learn that, that it's okay. So if you're with a partner and you ejaculate, the thing is, you know, most guys, they come too quickly. They're like, what do they say? They say like, sorry or something. Sorry, or like it that. never happens. Yeah. They, and then yeah. they're like, oh, it won't happen again. And they're not like, oh yeah, I've had this challenge. And then as a woman or if you're whoever you're, you got to be like, it's okay. Like you kind of want to, because once they feel okay that you're accepting of it, because let's be honest, we all know that it happens. Yeah. You just, it kind of helps them relax into it and maybe not know that you're accepting them. It'll make it a little easier next time. Maybe they won't ejaculate as quickly, but then there's a whole nother school of like there's, if it's a learned behavior, which is what happens. First time a guy has sex, losing his virginity. Mm -hmm. If he comes really quickly, it, he might have gotten set in a pattern because he has so much anxiety that it's mm. going to happen again. So then there's a lot of things I talk about and people can 
go to my website, yeah. sex, listen to the podcast. There's ways to combat that, but talk about it. Don't pretend it's, yeah. don't have it be the elephant in the room. I think that's like a huge one because I think talking about things and like, don't get me wrong, broaching those topics for the first time is terrifying. 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 But once you do it, I think you learn a lot more about one, your partner, but you also feel a lot more, I mean, if you have a good partner, you feel a lot more accepted and yeah. good in your skin. Like I know, yeah. I won't get into too many details, but like yeah. I, I brought something up to my my partner, my boyfriend. Um, it's about something that I was self-conscious about in the bedroom. And he's like, huh, like I didn't even notice. Like I really like, you know, this part. And I was yeah. like, oh, oh, well, okay then. Good. I guess, I and guess it's, it's not an issue then. And I, now I don't really think about that's it. That's amazing. Yeah. See, that's the thing. And that's what people have to realize. A lot of what my job is, is, is about, I always say communication is a lubrication. Mm. Is that that first time you talk about sex, it can be terrifying. Yeah. It's like, but I just say, you know, you got to rip the bandaid off. I do give a lot of tools on how to have the conversation because mm -hmm. typically we do it and we don't do it correctly or we start blaming our partner or we're so scared about it. But just even just the fact that you're slowing down, you're doing it outside the bedroom and you're having a healthy conversation and you're just saying, listen, I, I love you. I love us. I just really, there's a few things I want to talk about and, and let's work together on having a healthy sex life. And then once you get over that hurdle, it gets easier and yeah. then it becomes fun. And then it's like, let's talk about our sex life and like, let's make it great. Like let's together, it's not just on me or just on you, but if you're in it, why don't we work towards prioritizing our sex life? Together? Yeah. I also think for women too, on, on this point, working with yourself can also help. Like figuring out what you like before you're trying to tell somebody what they, you know, what you think that they should do that you would like. Yeah. Figure out what you like and you then be like, hey, this is, this is what works for me when I'm by myself. Well, I can't, exactly. Yeah. Masturbation is like, I'm all about self-love. I mean, the yeah. thing is, is that women, we, at least, okay, so how I was raised was, I didn't even know about masturbation. Like, it didn't even occur to me. It didn't yeah. come up. For, you know, people have a lot of, or people feel guilt around it. But the truth is, we often think that our partners are going to know what to do or their mind readers or how to please us. But mm -hmm. once we do take the time to figure out our bodies and what feels good, that's where the magic happens. And then we're like, okay, babe, this is what I need. And then when they're saying, what do you like? I used to be the one who's like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Everything feels good. Whatever you're doing is good. Cause I didn't know, yeah. but that's such a key to, to success for women. The ones who aren't having orgasms, you said the 15%, yeah. it's cause they haven't done the, the work yet. And that work is homework on your body. Yeah, no, it's so true. And I've, I've told this story before, but it wasn't until I think I was 21 yeah. that out of my, like out of the blue, my college was offering some set seminar about, you know, sex and pleasure. And I talked to one of my girlfriends. I was like, should we just go? And we just went I love it. and they showed a diagram. I didn't even know where the clip was yeah. before I was 21. No one does. Cause nobody, no. I mean that we didn't talk about that. People in sex don't ed. for 41. I've called yeah. every night. Nobody knows where the clitoris is and they don't even know that it's not. And if they do know, they think it's a little bud above yeah. the opening, mm -hmm. but it's got the legs and it's the whole thing. Yeah. It's a okay. whole thing. <laughs> whole thing. Okay. Uh, I guess we can sort of jump into body appearance. So I think body appearance in general, I know for women, labia appearance is a big one. Um, hair down there. 
Yeah. How, how do we get we, over that? We just that? get over it. I mean, here's the thing with porn. So let's go back to the porn thing is that my, my challenge on porn is that it's really been, it's a disservice in a lot of ways because for a lot of people, they grew up that that's the only thing they've ever sex, seen. They've sex, seen, yeah. And they think that that's actually real. But also, where else would you see sex? You wouldn't. Yeah. And so you assume that that's correct, but really you have to understand that it's created from the male gaze for mostly mm-hmm. for men's enjoyment. And so it's technically not how you should be. It's like learning how to have sex. And that's what a lot of us do. And we compare ourselves as well. So we think like, it's like learning to drive through watching like Fast and the Furious. Like that's mm-hmm. not how you should learn yeah. to have sex. But like at all, you're like, oh, that's it. You're like, no. So women, what we're doing is we're going, oh, well, her labia are, isn't like mine. And we think that there's some, every single person's body is different. And there really is no societal norm and I think that women trip on it way too much and I'm telling you this is a new thing because no one talked about this 10 years ago pretty much labia it wasn't even a thing so your labia is fine don't go chopping it off and don't have any surgery (sighs) and just love it I'm telling you the more that you learn to and this is how you get over body image and this Mm -hmm. goes for men and for women but go in your bedroom and I need you to like women Take a mirror when you're masturbating and put your feet back up and put your legs up and be like, oh, look I at my body. I wish you could body. see Emily doing, I'm doing this in now. studio doing right video? now. Yeah. Video? Like, I'm up and you're like, oh, I didn't realize that when I touched myself. This isn't PG, is it? You touch yourself. It's like you see, oh, look where, look how I get turned on. And you see, and you just learn to like appreciate your body because your hangups that you have around your body are only in your head and the confidence is the number one sexy thing in the bedroom across the board and if you're rocking your labia like you're rocking everything else it is fine just love it and i just need all i can say is like every other form of building confidence like there is literally nothing wrong with your body yeah i think one of the problems that that we face is that we're not stay with me while i explain this okay we're not naked enough. I agree. So when the only time that we're naked is if you're having sex with somebody else and you're like, oh, like this is the only time I'm naked. I'm in front of you. Maybe the lights are on. Maybe I feel you know, insecure about a certain body part. But if you spend more time naked and you become more comfortable being naked and looking at your body and seeing yeah. what's going on, then when you add somebody else into the recipe, it feels a lot less threatening. Exactly. This is what I'm saying. Like, Light some candles in your bedroom. Close the door. Dance around. Look I dance around mirror. in front do of the you? mirror. Oh, yeah. So do I. And I feel like that's the <laughs> most liberating thing in the world. I'm like, I look good. And you... You're the one who gets to decide that. Yeah. And then you rock that. Right. We got to look at it. Look at your body. Love your body. Like yeah. we just, we're so hard on ourselves. We're mm-hmm. so, so, so hard. And same with men. Here's a big thing. I know you have a lot of men listening. Yeah. The dudes chill out about your penis. I am telling you, I've been doing this for 15 years. I've answered, I would say tens of thousands of questions around sex at this point. Yeah. And I'm telling you, I get emails to the very rarely, I'm telling you, the majority of the emails I get from women or from men at all are penis challenges that the penis is actually too big, mm. if it's at all. Like sometimes it can hurt, you gotta mm-hmm. use lube. But never is it about like, oh, I dumped him, his penis was too small or whatever. I mean, men are so tripped up and they, they've yeah. such penis dysmorphia that how you get over that is just be confident and be a great lover in all. It's not just about the penis, but I'm telling you, for women, and sure, there are women who are like, I want a bigger penis. Just like men want large breasts. Mm-hmm. They probably wouldn't date me. Probably That's wouldn't date me either. That. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm totally okay with that. But it's like the same thing and it's almost like even less so. Well, maybe. Like women just aren't as... I just want men to like take us... Like your penis is fine. Yeah. Just learn how to use... Just learn how to be a good lover. Yeah. And I think like also just getting 
in touch with your body. Not even just masturbating or looking at yourself. Like, think about fitness. Think about health. Like, do so many other things that get you in touch with your body so that you already have that framework so that you can add something that is a little more quote unquote higher stakes yeah. like sex into the equation you gotta be hell it's true the more you exercise the more you move Take your body, your body. you have to um, in all in all scenarios every all yes if you are not if you're drinking you're smoking you're just really in a health, unhealthy lifestyle it can be harder to like have great sex to have yeah. orgasms you gotta watch the medication you're on we're talking about hangups for people who can't orgasm or enjoying sex people don't realize that like SSRIs, like if you're an antidepressant, mm-hmm. like that, the number one side effect is sexual side effects and no mm-hmm. birth control pill. And mm-hmm. so there's mm-hmm. a lot of other, figure out your whole sexual health and wellness game and yeah. what's working for you and against you. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about odor because I know that's something that a Hygiene. lot of women and I guess men who are uncircumcised are also, um, you know, yeah. insecure about. Yeah. Okay. So odor, I mean, if you... So you mean women are concerned, for example, that like if a man's going down on her, mm-hmm. that he won't want to because she's not clean or whatever. It smells and, yeah. like a vagina. And women, I just need women. <laughs> yeah. Big fucking deal. You're lucky. It's beautiful. Get over that. Listen, we all take a shower. You don't need to douche. You don't need to do anything crazy. Our yeah. vagina is self-lubricating. It actually mimics your natural lubricate. Like you, you clean ourselves out. Mm-hmm. We don't need to do anything. But you know. Before you have sex, have some baby wipes by the bed. Take a shower, wipe down, and make sure that like that you are feeling. I mean, and then communicating that to your partner. Here's the thing about because mm-hmm. I can tell you where I've had the issue, and I had to learn this. And I know a lot of younger women are like they don't allow themselves to experience that from a partner to go down on them because they're so afraid mm-hmm. about the scent and odor. But if you're with someone. It's fine. You guys, the, if you are clean, like you are fine. It is not what you think. And you want to be with someone who's like, I love this. I want to go down. This is the best thing that a partner can say to a woman to mm-hmm. chill her out. So she will allow it to happen. And it helps women as well. It helps everyone is to say, babe, I just want you to lay back and relax. I'm not going anywhere. I'll be here all night. And then just, and then she can relax into it. Mm-hmm. You're turning me on, Emily. Really? <laughs> That's because this is what you guys tell your boyfriend tonight. I love turning you on, little Hannah. You gotta be like, babe, I I'm not going anywhere. Lay back. I've got this. And then you wanna be like, you taste so good. You smell so good. Like if because if guys into it or whoever's doing it, mm. if you're into it, tell your partner that you're into that. Could we sometimes we just need to hear yeah. that. Maybe just a few times, and then we can go, ha. Ah. Mm-hmm. Because it might take 20 minutes and you want to be able to relax into it, not, and not fake be thinking it. thinking about. And usually we stop and we're like, oh, no, no, come it's on okay. up. Yeah. Hey, I'm done. I'm ready. Because mm-hmm. it's not going to happen. And then, yeah. So that's how we do it. Yeah. I think even saying, like, I'm insecure. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, like, I'm insecure about this. Yeah. And then having your partner be like, really? Because I think it smells good or that's tastes what they good. Need to say. Or, because, exactly. um, by the way, you're vagina like releases pheromones and yes. that's what attracts people to you exactly so your vagina like, is it could be actually they could be really into whatever you think is funky and if you're into it with your legs open you're like i'm so ready for this that is hot a yeah. woman who is ready to receive pleasure and who's in her body mm-hmm. and who's fully aroused and ready for it is the sexiest thing on the planet yeah and so that is what's going to exchange do that energy exchange sexually that they're just going to be into it yeah also Everything doesn't have to be so serious. Right. Laugh in the bedroom. Like, make jokes about something. Make jokes about 
if you think it smells funky, you think it smells like vagina, make a joke about yeah, it. Yeah, be like, shy shower? What do you think? Yeah, does it smell like, oh, exactly. Make a joke about it. Yeah. Sex is dirty and messy and funny and all the things, and you gotta just People take laugh it too at it. seriously. Yep. And then we don't release it. We just in our head trip on something that happened, and then yeah. it messes us up. But the more you can just be like, that happened, that's funny. I probably make too many jokes during <laughs> sex. I'm like cracking knock-knock jokes. Are you? You're like, knock-knock. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I don't know if my boyfriend thinks so, but I guess we'll, we'll find out him. after this episode. Yeah. Um, okay, hair down there. Okay, so personal choice. Yeah. I mean, I think that women, uh, women and men, I think if you want to trim, trim. If you don't, don't. And I think that I hear from a lot of people who are like, I really want my partner to shave and they're not. What do I do? And so there are those things. And then you talk to them. Why do you want him to shave? Well, for some people, like I've heard like a guy called into my show last night and he was like, you know, I love my wife. When we first got together, she shaved. Now she doesn't. and She doesn't want to. It's like, okay, well, well maybe, you know, have a talk with her and just say, because he's like, I just find it easier to get the, I want, I love going down on her, but it kind of gets in the way and the mm. hair and that's just, and it's, you know, I think it's sexier and, and, and like, well, there's a way to talk to her about it. Like maybe she just doesn't have time. I mean, maybe she just, why doesn't she want to? And you could just let her know, like, I find it really sexy. Or you could offer to shave her in the shower. Like take a shower together and then you groom each other. Yeah. But I honestly think you shouldn't be pressured into it. And, but though yeah. for a lot of women, the nerve endings, when you remove more hair, you can have access to more of those 8,000 nerve endings. Yeah. That one's, I think that one's a tough one for me because I think growing up, having seen, porn obviously you that's all you see is completely no, bare like there's not a, not, not a hair not a hair there <laughs> Nary a hair um and you learn that that's what's sexy and that's what guys like and so you that becomes part of your routine right like that is getting my off. yeah getting my sugaring getting my yeah. waxing has become part of my routine that said like it hurts like a mofo it's very expensive yeah. it's a lot of upkeep and so would I prefer it to be, you know, bare? Probably. But my boyfriend, probably. But at some times it's like, okay, wait, then I'm, then I feel self conscious. I'm like, oh, if I didn't have time to get a wax yeah. in, I want women to seven months. Um, <laughs> they're, I don't know. They're I living together I now. I haven't had a minute yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she hasn't had a minute. You know, it's, it's hard. Right. But, but do you know what I mean? Then I'm like, oh, wait, shit. Like, maybe he won't be as attracted to me now. Or maybe this is not as, you know, I maybe I don't won't feel as sexy that way. So for women who are feeling that, okay, well, how do they? I think they talk. I think if they they so the women who are feeling like they want it to grow, but they're not sure how their partner feels. Mm -hmm. I think you just gotta say, I'm gonna let it ride here. I love how this looks. What do you think? I, I'm this is what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Because I think there's a way, and I know I used to do the Brazilian Brazilians all the time. It was like it was like another goddamn thing to do. And it's, it's another expensive. goddamn thing. I to never do. am like this is a good time to go put my legs behind my leg and just yeah. rip the hairs out. So <laughs> I'm just like not today. And I think I just have kind of figured out what works for me. Like as a little bit whatever, whatever it is, trim. And if someone's, I don't know, I just kind of rock it. But if you were feeling insecure about it, you could just say to your partner. This is how I'm, mm. I feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. I have the conversation and then men too always want to know, should I trim? I mean, do you care if guys trim or not? Do I? I don't give a fuck. I, mean, do you, yeah. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I think that we could let this I actually go think like bit. too much grooming down there for, or too much grooming in general for men. I agree. Is a little much for me. Don't spend, yeah, I don't want to spend more time than I do. 
I, yeah, I just don't care. Not I just don't care either. enough. I'd prefer you not to care too. Like, I'd love to not shave my legs. Right. Can if we you all could just, just get over sh- that, like, uh, great. Thank Maybe you. Maybe like a no-shave house household. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, just throw away the razors and be like, we're not shaving. We're growing our hair forever. Mm. But I think it is a we'll personal. Implement that. Yeah? Yeah, yeah do like that. that. I mean, because if you, and I honestly, <laughs> I don't want to be with anyone who's, who's like the, 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 fucking shave Nazi on my who's like did you shave yet like, also, I anybody who tells you policing my poli- how, tells you how to police any part of your body I'm just adios. not okay with it that's adios. how I feel like this I, uh, you, yeah I, I would be out I would totally be out so I I dated somebody who used to like poke fun at me when like my hair would grow out and I like I know uh, I said like make jokes and like be silly but that's like that's just not cool that's not cool yeah he was like when are you gonna take care of that kind of yeah yeah exactly like too bad you'll never know because don't let the door hit you in the ass but I think oh, the more we I talk about it I love you too okay yeah I think the more you talk about it I think it gets everything better. and I mean, you I might think- find somebody like loves hair down there that you would just assumed all of this time that they didn't Right, but they not. weren't and into they might that. even notice. Yeah. Like I've been with men who were like, "Oh yeah, it's so like they noticed. They they were like, oh, you shaved or you you mm-hmm. look so beautiful.' Like they're into it, and the guys are like, oh, I didn't even know. Like they're just not. And and I don't even at this point, like I don't know. I guess I'm just I'm just doing me. Yeah. And if it's a problem, we could talk about it. But this is the thing. This is what I want to hammer home. If you're listening, when you're listening to this right now, and if you're in a relationship or with a lover, whatever, you can just bring bring something up tonight that's been on your mind or today whenever something that you've been tripping on and you're like does my partner and see what happens and just see like because you could just release so much stress where you're like I don't care just do you babe whatever feels good or whatever it is I had a woman call in last night she's like I'm really afraid that like I don't give great blowjobs and my partner's not happy about it and I'm like have you ever asked him she goes yeah well I did ask him and he said it was fine but I still don't believe him so then there's that Mm. a lot of times it's our own worst we're own worst enemies but just find out information and then people always call in and they're like we finally had that conversation and it, it changed everything. And so I'm just saying one thing that's tripping you up about your sex life, you can, you don't have to live with that. The fear of bringing it up that's is the, so much greater than the consequence of doing so. Exactly. And most of the time, I will give you my personal experience. Like most of the time when you bring up something that you have been anxious about bringing up, it makes it better. Everything, I mean, within your relationship, communication, sex life, whatever it is, just uh, surmounting that fear and having that conversation makes your relationship that much closer because you understand each other now. Exactly. Every time you bring it up, it's going to get better. It really does. And it is the fear. Most times, the fear we have around things are, are much greater than the actual consequences yeah. like you're like oh yeah that wasn't so bad and yeah. then you're like that changed everything so just and I understand the fear and it's like there's totally. fear because we literally have never heard anybody talk about it ever yeah and then I'm supposed to talk about it and then I'm afraid that when I bring it up you're gonna judge me you're gonna shame me you're gonna leave me I'm not lovable if I tell you what whatever it is I want mm-hmm. in bed mm-hmm. we're so afraid but I'm telling you guys this works and it helps and you will get the sex and the relationship you want if you just talk about it yeah no that that I think that is really true and I think what you said just we don't hear anybody talking about it talk to your friends yeah be like hey I I've talked about this before like I don't talk to my friends a lot about sex um just me yeah basically just you (laughs) um but the times that I have they had like amazing advice or they're like oh yeah I struggled with that too and and it's like oh I thought I was a weirdo, right. you know? And then you find out that you're 
not like no but everybody's probably experiencing something similar and Everybody. even if they not even if they're not they can relate to something that maybe they've gone through that then they can advise on or even just be a, a sounding board for exactly. you I think that's a big one I encourage it too I, I want women to be that one in your group be that friend that talks about it brings it up you'll be so happy you did because that's how I've learned so much through my friends and men too yeah yeah just talk about it you learn so much that way I want to go back to when you were talking about that woman who called in who was talking about um not being good at blowjobs because I think (laughs) people are very have a lot of hang-ups and are very self-conscious of their level of sexual experience because I think it can be one maybe they feel like they don't have enough experience or they have anxiety around pleasing their partner they don't think they're good enough in bed or giving oral or anything like that and I think the other side of that is maybe feeling anxiety like you've had quote unquote too many partners yeah okay this is a good one yeah well I've got a lot to say here because okay so the first thing is um let's talk about the partner thing because that comes up is that I believe that your sexual history should stay there in a new in a relationship. I think when your partner says, how many people you slept with, I think that that conversation never ends well. They're either going to use it like as a weapon against you. The, the information, they're going to think you're too promiscuous. You've had too many lovers or not enough lovers. And this goes both ways. And we do it because we're trying, the reason why we're asking, it seems like an innocent, fun conversation to have. And I'm mm-hmm. telling you, when you get out of your 20s, I think it stops happening as much, but I feel like I get this a lot from people. Because we want to know how we measure up, and then we make us, we make, we make, um, uh, we interpret these numbers to mean something. So, <laughs> oh well, you've had sex with twenty people, and I've only sex with ten. So clearly, you're a much better lover. You're more experienced, and it just never serves us because it either belittles us or our partners yeah. judging us. So I think what you say to those things is like, don't ask. Like just kind of like if your partner asks you, you could say, you know what, I'm focused on now. I'm focused on the sex, the amazing sex we're having. Like I don't think that those numbers tell us anything, and they yeah. actually hurt us because we think they mean something and I can tell you you could have all the love you could have 50 lovers and be a terrible lover like you could have had experience does not make you a great lover so that's what I want to debunk that as well Mm -hmm. or not having as many lovers doesn't make you a poor lover great lovers are are not born they are made and they are made in every moment so every time you have sex with a new partner that's a new time to connect with a new person yeah. who's going to want something different than you do. And so I just think that whole numbers thing, like I, I, I think we, we just use it to beat our measures, measure up. And I think that in the moment, so like, let's talk, going back to your other question about tip, like uh, blowjobs or when you're insecure about things, it's like, I mean, I think that, again, when you're in your head worrying, am I doing this right? You are not connected with that penis in front of you Mm. like there's a way that like it's think of it as like this extension of this person that you're with right and you love them or you're with you like them enough to have sex with them or whatever and you're there and it's like if you go into like you want to be there enthusiastically like that is my number one tip for oral for men and for women is like go into it like you mean it like you are into it like you are if you're giving you're licking it like it's the most delicious ice cream cone and you're like you will know what it wants. Like the pain, like if you are and you're not in your head and like, yeah. what was that weird tip I learned? You know, just, just do what you need to do and know also that your, it's your mouth, but your hands are very important too. If you want me to give you specific tips, <laughs> hands, mouth, and using lots of lube. But like, I think again, you could also ask your partner, how does this feel? Mm-hmm. Do you want more? Or do you want less? Rather than thinking, I really suck at it. I'm so bad at it. I'm so bad at it. Just cause our partner, first of all, Maybe you did, you were with someone who 
a few months ago or your ex-boyfriend liked it a certain way. Every single penis owner is different. Every vulva owner wants something different. So you might as well just find out how they want to be touched. Mm -hmm. You're not supposed to know. What you said, I really want to hammer that home. I love what you said. What that... The great lovers are made, not born. Yeah. I mean, that that I think is a really, really good takeaway for everybody because you do learn with each new partner as you get yeah. older. Like, you learn so much. Yeah. Of course, the first time you have sex, you're not going to be amazing. Well, right. That would be crazy. That would yeah. be weird. That would be weird if, like, the first time. Yeah, so... The first time you text with anybody is not usually the best. Yeah. Like losing your virginity, no, certainly not. No one's like, oh my God, the first time was amazing. No. But then with a new partner, it gets better. Yeah, you have to figure out what that partner wants. They're not going to want the same thing as your last partner. Exactly. And that's the thing that we get stuck in. Yeah, that's so So true. Oh, my last lover wanted this, so I'm going to do the same exact thing. And why isn't it working with this person? I'm a bad lover. No, you just didn't connect with the new lover. There's a whole bunch of new information here. Yeah. No, and I think... One, talking about it. And I love what you said about enthusiasm because I think, especially for women who get so in their heads during sex, if you can just be like, okay, right now, I'm not, the only thing I'm gonna focus on is my partner and like making sure like I'm like satisfying him and doing that oftentimes will get you in the zone. Yeah. And you'll be more turned on. Yeah. And then they're into it and they're getting what they want. And because energy is cyclical, the cycle, the, the cycle of sexual sexual energy flows from that. So if you are truly wholeheartedly giving to your partner, they're going to want to give it back to you. And yeah. that's like the sexual loop of pleasure. So yeah. when you're giving and you're fully in, they'll come. It'll come back to you. Yeah, and I think like at least my understanding of hangups, and maybe you have other thoughts on this. Like most of the time, it's just our perception of what everyone else is doing what everyone else wants, what they look like, what our body should be doing based off these goals and expectations that aren't our own. Right, exactly. They're all external. Exactly. So all of our hangups come from very limited information Mm -hmm. that we got maybe even years ago. It could be like you learned once that, um, you know, that you have to have sex on the third day. I mean, I don't even, there's so many hangups. Or you learned that, People only have orgasms in a certain way. Or you, you, you I read to- a Cosmo article once that talked about doing some blowjobby thing with marinara sauce. Uh, no, don't do that. <laughs> You're like, where's the marinara? I mean, can you imagine if that's the only information I got yeah, about sex? Exactly, but people do that. They get a few things, and a lot of times people are like, they learn something like in high school or college, and they still carry mm. that with them, and they assume that that's how you do things, and we don't ever update our sexual bag of tricks. So mm-hmm. we... We have hangups because we assume that, this is what we assume, we assume everyone's having more sex than we are. Mm-hmm. We assume that everyone's a better lover than we are, that everyone knows more than we do, that our partner's last last lover must have been better. Um, we're, we hung up because we most women are hung up because they're so concerned that they're not orgasming during penetration that something's wrong with them. Mm. Like I just wish every woman knew that like most women do not. But yeah. since what we saw in movies and TV and culture and everything is there's this explosive orgasm in five minutes, the second penis goes in vagina and they fall into the bed, none of that is true. And right. so it's like they never show the weird like putting on lube and condoms and all those things. So it's like our hangups come from 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 the media, I hate saying that, from, from television, from yeah. stories, from fairy tales, from some weird thing we heard years ago that isn't even true. Yeah. So that's where it comes from. And and you just got to get some good information. I mean, you got to just, just don't believe at all. But ch- challenge yourself. If you're hanging on to something, anything, and you probably don't even realize it because you're like, 
Well, of course it's true that the clitoris is just that little button. No, the clitoris has legs that go, the 8,000 nerve endings, they go deep inside, behind your labia. Like there is so much more for you to know. So challenge what you believe right now and think, oh, does that still serve me? Do I still believe that every partner wants me to Mm -hmm. shave? Do I still believe that I have to have sex with someone just because I said I would, but now I feel uncomfortable in the moment. Mm. And if I leave, that's weird consent, all those things. Like, no, like none of that holds true. And I think if you hold back, you're like, oh yeah, these are just hangups. They're not really real. They don't serve me anymore. And then you let them go. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the three takeaways that you have given us today, oh, your three tips are get information, you know, figure out like what you're talking about now. If you don't understand how your clit works, guys, Google it. <laughs> Like you can Google yeah. it, read a book, listen to Emily's podcast. Like there's so many different podcasts. Sex with Emily. Look at your, yeah. We've got so many articles on beginner masturbation for men, for women. Um, my show podcast. It's like, it's yeah. Yeah. Learn. Listen, educate, yeah yourself. educate yourself. Talk with your partner. Yep. Talk with your partner about what you want, what you think they want, figure it out. Um, and then get in touch with yourself. Like have fun with yourself. Like enjoy the experience like laugh about it um figure out how your body works but also take care of your body in other aspects of your life too yeah. like it can't you, you it's it's we got to look at it holistically exactly. i think like sex cannot just be this isolated incident it's part of your whole health and wellness it is sexual health and wellness is a huge category that's been totally misunderstood miss uh hasn't been paid attention to but now it's a whole new it's a whole new field right now and you see it in Walgreens like sexual health and wellness Mm. like it's a there's a lot of tools out right now for people to be their best sexually healthy selves yeah and you can get some of those tools by heading over to sexwithemily.com Emily I'm gonna ask you five rapid fire questions for you you can answer with a word or a phrase to sort of wrap this up so our audience can get a better idea about you and what you do what is one thing you could not live without lube (laughs) Lube on every nightstand is my dream. Oh. I'm telling you, lube. You gotta make your enhances. own. You gotta brand that. I know. I'm gonna do it. I'm you making have a lube. To. But lube is so underrated. People don't realize that the more you lose, women are more likely to orgasm with just a few drops of lube. It doesn't mean there's a problem. It means that we just need it, even if you're wet or not. A few drops changes the game. What drives you? Um, I, my passion to um, to my, my my passion to get the entire planet to talk about sex. I love that. Yeah, literally, yeah. that's it. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm just going to speak on this and anyway. maybe speak on behalf of you. I think sometimes like the, sex is still taboo in our society. Yeah. And like, if I say sex around my grandma, like, you know, there's eye, side <laughs> eye, you know, like that kind of thing. But I think what you were talking about before we started filming, getting these calls one night on your serious show, asking you a question, then in the next night, having them have applied your tips, saying it changed their lives. Like, I just, I, sex is such, it's not, you know, the end all be all of everything. And I don't want to, you know, give it so much credence, but like, it is such an important part of so many people's daily lives and can add so much. And you are really changing people's lives. Like, I think sometimes we be like, oh, I want everybody to talk about sex. You're like, oh, that's somebody could hear about that. Like, think salacious. Right. Like, oh, you should all be watching porn. No, I want you guys to talk about your sexual health and wellness so you can have a better life and have more pleasure and more intimacy with your partner. Because a lot of things is intimacy. Mm -hmm. It's not just like I need you all to be banging all the time. It's like talk about 
it's intimacy and connection mm-hmm. with your partner. And so I, I just want everybody to, and I want ki- parents to feel comfortable talking to their kids. It's yes. not, and here's the other thing I want to say though, for, for people in relationships, or if you've got kids or anything, it is not a one-time conversation. Like people often say, well, I told my partner once I needed him to initiate more and he doesn't, or she doesn't. You don't have it once. We've, no one changes the behavior by someone telling them something once. So know that the sex conversation is an ongoing part of your life. Like you talk about your health, your spirituality, yeah. your job. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm with you, girl. Good girl. What keeps you positive? Oh, God, what keeps me positive? I would say it's work, but I would say my friends and I would say positive affirmations, like just constantly knowing how my brain works and flipping the script. And most, like most things, you know, you could choose if the glass is half empty or half full any moment. What's your go-to positive affirmation? Um, all I need is within me now. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, it comes from that's me thinking so I need to get this good. and to get this. Yeah. And this. Oh, this person I should talk to. I should do this. No, I actually have all I need right now. Yeah. That really grounds me. Yeah. I wrote that for my one of my 2017 resolutions was similar. Like, you, you are already a badass. You don't yes. need anything from the external world mm-hmm. to make you that. Um, what or who inspires you? Oh God, I think that I'm really inspired by women right now. I just think that what, uh, there's a lot to be inspired by. Be, I mean, women are just, I'm just amazed by women's truth, women coming forward and just talking about everything and being, being okay, standing up, taking leadership roles in all different places in their lives and having agency over in places, of their lives they hadn't before. Yeah. Yeah. And what is your intention? It could be for today, tomorrow, or your lifetime. Oh, my intention is to, um, that's such a good one. I mean, I think my intention is to be the most focused, be the most present and I can in every situation that I go into because the more present, focused energy I can bring where I am, the more I think impact and change I can have in the world. So my intention is always before I go anywhere, I just be like, how can I serve in this situation mm. and be my best self to bring about change and connection yes yes last week's um one of my episodes that I did solo was all about like writing down your intentions yes. before or thinking about your intentions before you even enter a room yes. what am I bringing into this room right what do I want to bring in and then you're more likely to bring in I just it's think absolutely yeah. it, that's exactly it every day all day you got yeah. it you got it it's, so it changes everything it changes it changes the game you oh guys oh my god it can't yeah. not be that once you picture like how do i want this meeting to be or this date to be or the sex to be people don't often even think about like sex before it happens mm. they're just like oh worried but what if you in your head you thought what if it's actually we make out and this happens and then you let your partner know what you want and that's how it all happens so yeah yeah mm. where can people find you emily oh uh, you can find me everything is sex with emily.com my podcast we release everywhere you listen to podcasts three times a week and i'm on sirius xm satellite radio monday through friday 5 to 7 p.m pacific on stars channel 109 and, and at sex with emily on all the social media and when do you sleep emily <laughs> honestly i'm sleeping a lot i love oh, doing good. my yeah i do uh, i get a busy lady i am it's very busy, impressive I, thank you i love what i'm doing i just i can't it's just elevate it's just it's growing and it's People are really like, I want this information and it's just having a wider impact and it feels great. I'll be speaking in different cities and it's amazing. Yeah, doing a lot more. Well, I, I so appreciate you being here and I'm so grateful for the energy that you bring. It is absolutely contagious. So 
Thank you for helping everybody. Thank you for being here. And just a reminder, you guys, please be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. Also, please, if you have a minute, rate and review this podcast. I'm giving shout outs every week and reading your comments. And they mean so much to me. So please do that. And just a reminder, we'll be coming at you every Wednesday. So buckle up because it's going to be too much to handle. Ah!